Friends, and now, before we get into the message, let me pray for us. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege that we have to know you, to to know that you are our Father. Father, thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to spend this time together. Father, we ask that you will open our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, come move and come speak to us. We put our hearts open before you, and we ask for your word and your truth to cut our hearts this morning. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, we are busy with our secure series looking at the fundamental foundations of being a disciple. And this week we focused on repentance. And I want to start with asking what is repentance and why do we need repentance? So repentance is when we ask God for forgiveness when we sin so that the guilty feelings that we have can go away for a little while and we can feel good about ourselves for a little while until we sin again. Or repentance is a complete turnaround from our sinful actions and thoughts as a response to a grace call from God, from a loving God, so that He can take us and transform us into His likeness. What do you think? I want to start by answering that by looking immediately at Scripture. So we're going to read Acts chapter 3 verse 19 to 21. It says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that He may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of His holy prophets long ago. So from this verse we see, why is repentance necessary? So that our sins may be blotted out, and that times of refreshing may come. And from that verse we can see there are two parts of repentance. There is a repentance unto rebirth, That is when you, for the very first time in your life, you make the initial decision to turn your back on your sinful nature and you want to follow Jesus. That is a once-off repentance, a repentance unto rebirth. Then it speaks about being refreshed in the presence of of the Lord. That is a repentance unto being refreshed or a repentance unto Christ-likeness. That is people who are already followers of Jesus who lives a lifestyle of repentance so that they can be transformed into God's likeness. And we will be looking at these two as well as we go along. But with both of those, there is a problem. There's something standing in the way. There's a reason for us to be having, having to, to have to go through repentance. And that is sin. So that our sins may be blotted out. So to be able to understand the why of repentance, we first need to understand the problem. We need to look deep inside of our own hearts, each one of us. We need to look inside our own hearts. And see what is those things, what are those things holding us back from the living this life that God called us to live for. So repentance is not just for the person who doesn't know Jesus. It is for the person who already follows Jesus, who he, he is busy making into his likeness. I want to start by telling you a story from the Old Testament. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 12. This chapter comes just after uh, the, the chapter where David committed, committed adultery with Bathsheba. So you all know the story. He was uh, standing on his roof while the armies were out battling. And he saw one of the soldier's wives on the roof bathing. And then he went, he slept with her. And to add on to this, he even had her husband killed. So David committed a horrible sin. And the chapter after that, a man by the name of Nathan comes to David and he tells David a story. And he, tell, he says to David, there are two men, a poor man and a rich man. 
the rich man has got plenty of sheep, lots and lots of flocks of sheep. And the poor man has only got one little lamb. And that little lamb grew up in his home like one of the little children. The lamb is like his own daughter. And then a traveler comes along to visit the rich man. And the rich man then doesn't want to give up one of his sheep to serve to his guest. So he takes the poor man's little lamb and he, he slaughters it, prepares it and serves it to his guest. And while Nathan is telling the story to David, David gets kindled with anger in his heart and interrupts David and he says, he says the following, he says, the man who has done this deserves to die. And then Nathan looks at David and he responds. He says, David, you are that man. And in that moment, something happens in David's heart. You know, the King David, the one we know as the man after God's own heart, the, the one that, you know, have slain Goliath, that David realized in that moment that I've got darkness in my heart. I've got a sinful, deceitful heart, and I have sinned against my father. Have you had a moment like that, where you saw the darkness in your own heart? And I want to go now to Psalm 51. That is where David responds to, what the, to the story that Nathan just told him. And in Psalm 51, we see how, as a response, David is repenting before God. And it goes like this. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. What we see here, friends, is true godly repentance. We see David not being sorry that he got caught. He's not even trying to reason out why he did that. You know, Bathsheba was on the roof bathing. She should have expected somebody will see her. No, he's not trying to reason it out. But he is admitting that he sinned against his God. It says, against you and only you have I sinned. He takes responsibility for the fact that he sinned against God and God alone. He's not blame shifting. He takes responsibility. And that is true godly repentance. He realizes that he has missed the call on his life. He's missed the will of God by doing what he did. And later in his prayer, one of the, uh, the uh, verses that stands out for me in Psalm 51 says, Cast me not away from your presence. Again, this points to true godly repentance being not about, I am sorry that I got caught, or a rebellious kind of repentance. But in this moment of weakness, of seeing his own darkness, David is asking God, please do not depart your presence from me. He's looking for God's presence. Like our intro verse that we read, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So, Repentance is a grace call back to God and His presence. Let me give you another illustration from a year of faith in the Bible. Peter. Now we know Peter was a devoted follower of Jesus. We know that when Jesus called his disciples, Peter immediately left his nets and he followed Jesus. We also saw that Peter was a, great, a man with great faith. He was the man that when Jesus was walking on the water while the rest was sitting in the boat, he got out of the boat and he followed Jesus walking on water. We also know that um, Peter had the promise over his life that he is a rock and on this rock God will build his church. 
So Peter was a great man of faith. Yet, we read in Luke chapter 22, how Peter denies Jesus three times. And the third and final time that Peter denied Jesus, we read that there was a moment that Peter and Jesus locked eyes. It says Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And in that moment of them locking eyes, Peter realized what he has done. Because just after that, we read, Peter went out and wept bitterly. So in that moment of locking eyes with Jesus, there was something that happened in his heart. Peter saw the darkness in his own heart. He saw his deceitful, sinful heart, how he denied Jesus. And again, I want to ask you, have you had such moments? Like Peter, like David, that you realized I am a sinful man with darkness and a deceitful, sinful heart. And maybe you're in a season right now in your life that it's, it's a constant battle as we speak, that you are constantly feeling um, unworthy and you feel dirty and, and shameful because you are a sinner. And you can't just see past, how can God love somebody like me? I've got a dark darkness in my heart that cannot go away. And I want to read to you a prayer. I want to read a prayer from a, from a man, a French man. And I want to ask you, while I read this prayer, pray, close your eyes. Close your eyes and make this prayer your own. Think of your own heart. Think of the own darkness that you see in yourself. And listen to this prayer. Make this your own. <clears throat> I have fallen, Lord, once more. I cannot go on. I will never succeed. I'm ashamed and I don't dare look at you. And yet I've struggled, Lord, for I knew you were right near me, bending over me to watching. But temptation blew in like a hurricane. And instead of looking at you, I turned my head away. I stepped aside while you stood silent and sorrowful like the spurned fiancé who sees his loved one carried off by his rival. When the wind died down as suddenly as it had arisen, when the lightning ceased after proudly streaking the darkness, all of a sudden I found myself alone, Lord, ashamed, disgusted with sin in my hands, the sin that I selected as a customer selects his purchase. The sin that I've paid for now but cannot return because the storekeeper is no longer there. The tasteless sin. This odious sin. The sin that now sickens me. That I once wanted but now I want no more. That I imagined, sought after, played with, fondled for a long time. That I finally embraced while I coldly bypassed you. My arms outstretched. My eyes and heart irresistibly drawn. This sin that I've grasped and consumed with gluttony. It's mine now, but it possesses me as the spider web holds captive the fly. It's mine. It sticks to me. It flows in my veins. It fills my heart. It has slipped in everywhere as darkness slips into the forest at dusk and fills all the patches of light. I cannot get rid of it, Lord. I run from it like the master of an unwanted and mangy dog, but it catches up with me and rubs joyfully against my legs. Everyone must notice it. I'm so ashamed that I feel like crawling to avoid being seen. I'm ashamed of being seen by my friends. I'm ashamed most of all of being seen by you, Lord, because you love me. But I forgot you. I forgot you because I was thinking of myself and one can't think of several persons at once. One must choose and I chose. But now your voice, your look and your love, they hurt me. They weigh me down. They weigh me down more than my sin. Lord, please don't look at me like that because I'm naked and dirty, down and shattered with no strength left. 
I dare not make any more promises to you. I can only stand bowed before you. And then God answers him. Come on, son. Look up. Isn't it mainly your vanity that is wounded? If you loved me, you would grieve, but you would also trust me. Do you think that there's a limit to my love for you? Do you think for a moment I've stopped loving you? But you rely on yourself, son. You must rely on me. Ask my pardon and get up quickly. You see, it's not falling that is the worst, but staying on the ground. So in this prayer, we see that there's also a moment of darkness, of seeing your sinful heart. And as we see our darkness in ourselves and we come before the Lord in true repentance, in grieving, grieving what we have done, we see how God asks us to put our trust in Him. So what happens in that moment? We are seeing our darkness, but then God comes and He steps into your darkness. That is godly repentance. We grieve what we've done, but we put our trust in Him in that moment. And he steps into your darkness. That's what we saw with David. Seeking God's presence in repentance. That's what we saw with Peter. You know, when Peter was weeping bitterly after denying Jesus for three times. After he locked eyes with him. I can say, I can tell you that I think in that moment. Jesus' eyes were saying something to Peter. That made him weep bitterly. That made him experience true godly sorrow in his heart. And I can tell you that Jesus' eyes was not saying, I told you so, Peter, you are a sinner. No, I think, I believe his eyes were saying something in the line of, be strong, Peter. This does not define you. You will be able to stand up from this because I still have a purpose for your life, Peter. And something happened in Peter's heart. It was a godly sorrow. He realized I have sinned against my God and my God alone. Not reasoning, well, I denied you because if I haven't had to deny you, they would have killed me as well. There could have been a lot of, lots of reasoning. But no, he realized in that moment, I've sinned against my God and I take responsibility for that. This is not who God called me to be. I deliberately stepped the other way. That is what happens in godly sorrow. And we see after Jesus was crucified and resurrected, the first time that he appeared to Peter and the other disciples again was while they were, they were fishing. And Jesus was walking on the, on the beach and they saw him. And when they realized that it was Jesus, while the other disciples were still sitting in the boat, Peter jumped out into the ocean and he swam towards Jesus. He just wanted to get into Jesus' presence as fast as he can. And I think the reason why Peter was able to shamelessly enter into Jesus' presence as fast as he can with a heart full of hope and love was because he locked eyes with Jesus that, that evening. He had a godly sorrow in his heart and he wanted to be in Jesus' presence. Like we saw in our intro verse as well, that we, may be, that we may be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Repentance is a grace call back to God and His presence. I want to now tell you about my own life. So we spoke about in uh, the repentance onto rebirth and repentance onto being refreshed in Christ-likeness. So in my own life, I've seen this happen. When I was a student uh, in university, I was drinking and partying a lot at a stage. Me and my group of friends, we always try to be the last people in the club before it closes down. 
And there were some mornings that I woke up in my bed that I couldn't remember how I got in bed. And I can't even remember driving home from the club to my, to, to my home. And that is just God's grace that I am still alive. It could have looked so different. But then there were a, a moment, 2012, the 2nd of July, 12 o'clock in the morning. That is my birthday, the, the 2nd of July, for those of you who didn't know. Um, I was sitting in my bed and I was reading the Word of God. I grew up in a good Christian home, a loving home. But me, myself, I didn't know Jesus. I really, I didn't know what he did for me. So I sat there and I read the Bible and I started to see the gospel and what Jesus did for me. And I saw the darkness in my own heart in that moment. I realized how I was empty and I was living, I was living a life that looked like that's the type of life a guy my age want to live. But I was empty inside. There was sorrow in my heart and I saw the darkness. And as I was reading the word of God and saw, seeing the gospel, I had a moment there that Jesus stepped into my darkness and I started to see the light. And on that evening, 12 o'clock on my birthday, the moment the clock struck for my birthday, the process began of me being now repenting onto rebirth. A couple of weeks later, I had the opportunity to sit with someone and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that happened, repentance unto rebirth. And then a, a, a while later, a few months later, you know, the struggles began as well. Like, like most men, I went through a season that I struggled with sexual purity, pornography, and all of those things that add, all of those struggles that add to this battle. And if I look back now, I can say that it is done. And the reason that I can say it is done is because of repentance, because of, of, of spending time in God's presence through repentance, about seeing the darkness in my heart and He entering my darkness and picking me up from that. And if I think a few years back, not even that long ago, there was a time that I would get these outbursts of anger while I'm driving. And it's because of a lot of, you know, I can go and say it's because of a lot of reasons, things that happened in that season of my life that just made me so angry. And when I'm alone, I just think of all these things and I, I, I just get angry and I shout alone in my car. And then I get all of these thoughts that I know is not God honoring. And I can tell you now, looking back, it is done. It's finished because I had moments of repentance where I saw the darkness and where God stepped into my darkness and he picked me up from that. And I want to tell you in, in those moments of, of repenting and spending time with God in repentance, there were times that I was sitting there and I was trying to encourage myself. You know, I'm saying all the right things that I read in the word of God. I'm saying things like, um, I am an overcomer. I am strong. This is not who I am. The sin does not define me. You know, and I start to, you know, fire myself up with faith and I will sit there and it feels like nothing changed. And then there will be a moment every time that I sit there and I just quiet down and I just feel, and I can't explain the feeling, but I just feel God's presence entering the room. God entering this darkness. And I will sit there and verses from the Bible start to pop up. Verses like, my grace is sufficient for you in weakness. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
as far as, far as the east is from the west, I have separated your sins from you. And in that moment, I will sit there and with a very soft and gentle voice, God enters my darkness and he brings light into the situation and he picks me up from there. In that moment, God reaffirms himself to me. He tells me who he is and what he has done. He steps into my darkness. His heart, who he is, pierces my darkness. And what is happening in that moment is again in our introverts, times of refreshing that comes through repentance by God's presence. Repentance is a grace call back to God and his presence. We also read in that prayer of the Frenchman, there's a moment that, he's, that, that God answers him and he says, it's not falling that is the worst, but staying on the ground. So in repentance, when God enters our darkness, he comes in and he picks us up. He doesn't want us to stay on the ground. He picks us up. And that's what he did with me. That's what he did with David. He picked up David. And we all know who David became. David continued to live a close life with God. David continued to be the man that is a man after God's own heart. He became father to the next great king, Solomon, who changed history. God still had a purpose for David's life. And that all came from, from a place of seeing your own darkness, God stepping into your darkness and picking you up from it. We saw that in Peter's life. When Peter swam and ran to the beach to be in Jesus' presence, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, I love you. And then he says again, do you love me? Yes, I love you. No, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. And with that third answer, we read there that it says, Peter was greatly troubled. So in that moment of being greatly troubled, there was a continuation of repentance, of godly sorrow in his heart, of realizing I have sinned against my God and my God alone. And in that moment, I believe Jesus was taking Peter through a, through a trip down memory lane. You know, the three times that he, was, that he denied him, he gave him now opportunities. How when he says, but Jesus, I love you, he picks him up. And he says, Jesus, I love you, he picks him up. Jesus, I love you, he picks him up. And we can see that after Jesus picked up Peter, he launched him back into his purpose. Remember, Peter's purpose was, you are a rock and on this rock I will build my church. So that never changed. That promise never changed. Peter went on to live out his purpose that God called him to live. We know that he preached the first sermon and about 3,000 people heard it and were added that day to the church. 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord because of Peter fulfilling and walking in the purpose that God called him to. So the promise was never taken away. Jesus that just had a moment that he brought Peter back into his presence and then launched him into his purpose. Repentance is a grace call back to God. And friends, and I know that some of you that who are listening now, you have never had the moment that you repent, have, have repented unto rebirth. You've never had the moment that you have the, had the initial decision that you want to follow Jesus, that you want to turn your back on your sinful nature and you want to follow Jesus and live a new life, free from the sinful nature that you've been born into. And I'm going to pray with you this morning 
And after we pray, I really want to ask you to get into contact with us. At the end of the service, you will see that there will be a slide that will pop up with, with our contact numbers. Please feel free to, to call us, to leave us a message. We want to walk this road with you, if you have prayed this, in your new life with Jesus. And then there are some of you listening to this, that you are followers of Jesus. You've been following him for a few years, maybe for 20 years. But still, you feel that there are specific areas in your life that you struggle with, sins that you struggle with, that is holding you back. Every week it is another, sorry Lord, forgive me. And you go on and you fall again. And sorry Lord, forgive me. And you go on and the cycle just continues on and on. And what God wants to, I believe, take you through a moment of, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? In that specific area that you struggle with. He wants to take you to a moment that you realize, I have sinned against my God and my God alone. I don't want to take time now to, to try and reason out why I'm doing this sin. I want to take responsibility and say, God, I've sinned against you and you alone and I'm sorry because this is not what you called me to. And as you repent, as you take that area and you give it to God again, you are sitting in his presence and he's pulling you back into his presence so that he can launch you back into your purpose. Repentance is a grace call back to God and his presence. So I'm going to take a moment that we're going to quickly pray. And again, I want to emphasize, after we have prayed, take a moment after the service, before you go into your day, take a moment that you just do business with God. That you sit, maybe write down what is on your heart, get into contact with one of us if you must, but take a moment and do business with God. Continue to pray this. I'm going to do a short prayer now and then we can get into that. <clears throat> Let's close our eyes. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege that we have to, to hear your word, to hear your truth. Father, our hearts are open before you right now. Father, and I want to pray for every person that is listening to this right now, who know they have never made the decision to follow you, Jesus, who has never made you the Lord and Savior of their lives. And if that is you, I want you to, to pray after me in your heart now. Father, I'm sorry that I've been living a sinful life. I know that Jesus died on the cross for my sin and he was raised from the dead so that I can have new and internal, eternal life with him. I want to turn my back on my sinful nature and I want to look to you now. I want to lock eyes with you and I want to place my hand in your hand, Jesus. And I want to follow you into this new life that you have for me. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And now I want to pray for the second group of people. If you are sitting there and you are a follower of Jesus and you know that you're struggling with, with sin in your life, let's pray. Father, where there are so many areas in your life, areas in our lives that we know is not honoring you. Father, we want to ask you to, to point out those things to us now as we sit here. We open our hearts and we want to ask your Holy Spirit to show it to us. And in those specific areas that we are seeing right now in this moment, we want to stand in, in that area and we want to lock eyes with you in that area. We want to ask you, Father, to take us as we are falling on our knees, as we are feeling like we are defeated, that we can see how you enter our darkness and how you pick us up from that sin. 
We are sorry, Lord. We are sorry for what we've done. We're sorry that we have sinned against you and you alone. We have turned our backs on what you called us to be. And we want to turn back to you. We want to be back in your presence. Because you are a loving God. You're a father. And you deserve our honor and glory. And we want to be with you because you are the good, good father. Thank you, Jesus, that we know that you're dealing with this. I pray it in your precious name. Amen. Friends, I want to re-emphasize, take a moment now and spend time with God. Do business with God if you must. Let us walk from this transformed so that God can take us and transform us even more and more into his likeness. Because that's always been his purpose. We were created in his image. And he, to take us, he wants to take us back there. Repentance is a grace call back to God and his presence. Have a wonderful Sunday further. And we'll see you next time.